Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is the Tyler Morgan Show on Relentless Daring Media Network. Welcome to the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show live on twitch.tv slash Tyler Morgan Show. Um, checking out on Twitch. Thank you so very much. If you are checking out on the podcast on, you know, Apple Podcast, Google Stitcher, Amazon Music. Hey, little trick with Amazon Music. I bet you didn't know this. If you go up to your Amazon CIA spy device and you go, Hey, Alexa, play Tyler Morgan's show. Guess what? It will play the most recent episode. I'm, and I'm kind of scared there's a device listening in the room. It's going to start. It happens. But. Yeah, you can listen to it on your device, your Amazon CIA NSA spy device. You know, tell them to play it. And it's cool. You can play it on there. It's awesome. Um, anyways, before I get started, I'm going to talk to you about coffee, which, as a general reminder, this is not a paid advertisement for American Pride Roasters because ACAST says I can't do paid sponsorships unless it's through them or something. But I can tell you about American Pride Roasters. This is one of my favorite, favorite coffee companies. It is a small company. It is a local-owned company. I say local because it is literally, well, for a long time until the tornado hit it, made in the garage of Dave Matthews' home. He roasts it. He packages it. He ships it. And this is amazing coffee, and he puts his heart and soul into it. So go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com and check out all the amazing flavors and all the amazing products that they have to offer. The coffee drops are divine, I'm just saying. Um, so good. And there's so many great flavors of roast named after uh, great presidents, founding fathers, uh Radio and, yeah, radio personalities that have been highly influential on uh, Dave and that Dave has highly influenced them. So, um, it's really great that, you know, they do this. Yeah, they're great coffee. So, American Pride Roasters, go check it out. APRCoffee.com. Historically, great coffee. All right, so getting into it, uh, Victor Spade, 89. He loves my uh, liquor rack up there above my head. Um, it is what it is. I am doing well. Thank you for asking. Um, so get into the craziness of what's been going on in the world of things political. So if you haven't been following along here lately, um, there's a bit of an immigration crisis going on in Martha's Vineyard. Yes, that's right. The small island off the coast of Massachusetts has had a bit of a problem with illegal aliens. Specifically, like, 50. 50 illegal aliens showed up. And people have been losing their cotton-picking minds. I'm sure that's going to get me censored. Oh, it's cotton-picking, man. That's, that's, that's triggering, man. That's a dog whistle. Oh, shut up. You know what they say? Only bitches hear dog whistles. So, what had happened is the governor of Florida, Mr. Ron DeSantis, he helped, he helped, uh, get the, 
get these migrants, many of them who were Venezuelans. I say migrants. They're illegal aliens. I, I, I'm getting Overton windowed as we speak. Um, he helped pay for them to get to Martha's Vineyard. Because what better way to show what's going on with the border crisis than to just start, okay, you want to be a, uh, you want to be a sanctuary city? I got something for you. And then start shipping the illegals to them. Uh, there's been like two busloads have showed up at the Naval Observatory, also known as Kamala Harris's house in D.C., where the, yeah, the vice presidential residence so you have you've had like five thousand get shipped into New York City. Uh, a handful have been sent to Chicago, and so now you have and mayors in D.C. Um, you have you know mayors in D.C., New York City, Lori Lightfoot in Chicago, uh, the wonderful, wonderful, caring loving people of Martha's Vineyard freaking out because, oh, my God, how we take care of all these people? I don't know. Go find the Democrat mayor of Del Rio, Texas, and ask him how he's dealing with it when he has 10,000, not 10, not a couple thousand, not 50, not a couple dozen, 10,000. Illegal immigrants from Haiti camped out under an overpass in his fair city. But it, it did not take long for the cries of, Oh, he's kidnapping. He, he's illegally doing this. He lied. Well, actually, no, he didn't. There was no lies made. Um... I don't have the article printed up, but Daily Caller has been doing some checking. And uh, it turns out people involved on the Texas end where the flights originated from, like, uh, no. We gave them flyers that have maps of Martha's Vineyard. It says, okay, here's the airport. Here's where you know this is. This is where the homeless shelter on Martha's Vineyard is. They pointed all this stuff out. They gave them rolling luggage with toiletries, you know, so they can practice hygiene. And then they flew them there on a chartered flight. But there's already calls all over Twitter that, Oh my God, man! He's got to be guilty of of human trafficking. Like, wait, wait, wait! All right, stop for just one second here. You're concerned that Ron DeSantis is trafficking in humans, but you don't seem to give a rat's ass about the coyotes who are trafficking humans. You don't seem to care about our own federal government loading up 70 planes full of illegal aliens and flying them into Florida. That doesn't seem to bother you. But when a conservative governor says, all right, you know what? They won't play by these you know, they won't play these games. I'm gonna play these games and we'll return the favor. The minute he does it, that's suddenly when there's an issue. Right. But it, it's ridiculous how they've been freaking out. Um NBC they shared a or they retweeted somebody and Oh, it, it was not a good look for uh, the fine, fine, loving, inclusive, caring. Uh, we just want to hug all the immigrants, people at NBC. Uh, this is from uh, the New Right Network. I have no clue who they are or the accuracy of their reporting. It's just where the story was. Uh, NBC deletes tweet comparing immigrants to trash. Right. 
NBC deleted a tweet that compared immigrants to trash in light of the recent movement of several dozen immigrants, illegal immigrants, to Martha's Vineyard on Friday. The outlet shared its article about on... Do... Folks, do we know how to edit? I know I have problems reading, and I haven't even cracked one of the bottles up there, one of the bottles below my desk. And I know I have some problems reading at times. I get a little dyslexic, get all my letters and numbers confused. But can we edit? Can we proofread? Can we check for syntax, grammar, and punctuation? Oh, dear Lord. The outlet shared its article about on Twitter about Republican Governor Ron DeSantis sending 50 immigrants to Martha's Vineyard as part of a state project relocating migrants to sanctuary cities. The tweet included a quote from a refugee foundation leader. Yeah, I'm just going to let that one sink in for just a second there. A... Refugee Foundation leader, which compared the relocation of immigrants to throwing one's own trash in different areas. Quote, Florida Governor DeSantis sending asylum seekers to Martha's Vineyard is like me taking my trash out and just driving to different areas where I live and just throwing my trash there. A founding member of a foundation that helps refugees says the tweet read. Um... Unfortunately, they did not quote which group it was. Up uh, oh, here it goes in the article. NBC's article attributed the quote to Max Leffeld, a founding member of Casa Venezuela Dallas, who, like most of the migrants sent to Martha's Vineyard, is Venezuelan American, uh, except none of the illegal aliens were Venezuelan Americans. They were just Venezuelan. They weren't Americans. The comment, the comments come amid a broader media blowback against DeSantis' relocation of the migrants. Fifty individuals who arrived at Martha's Vineyard triggered numerous negative articles portraying the situation as a humanitarian crisis. Really? Really? Suddenly it's a humanitarian crisis because the poor millionaires on Martha's Vineyard have to figure out what they're doing with 50 people. Here's the thing. I'm sure they love their cheap cash pay labor on Martha's Vineyard. Crazy idea. They love the they love these illegals coming here to and make a better life for themselves. Oh my gosh. They love them so much. Put them to work. Hire them. Instead, they stayed overnight, and now they are in Joint Base Cape Cod under the watchful eyes of the Massachusetts National Guard. Because, again, they love the immigrants so much, they got rid of them. Now, I I remember, um, it's a story from years ago where Racists decided they were going to relocate African Americans to Cape Cod. Poor black people just sent up to Cape Cod. No way to figure out what they're doing. You know what happened? The residents of Cape Cod proved how racist they were by helping them get settled in and helping take care of them. Now, if, if the people at Martha's Vineyard are so loving, caring, and, oh, my gosh, we just, we just love these poor people. Why did millionaires, yes, millionaires, start a GoFundMe to raise money? Because I'm sure that in these trying times, they're just strapped for cash, and we, we just... We just can't do it on our own. So now, they said, you have literal millionaires 
who are starting GoFundMes to get everybody else to pay for dealing with migrants because, again, so loving and inclusive that they just... They just opened up their homes and, you know, they put them on a boat, sent them back across, sent them back across on the ferry. Absolute ridiculousness. And it's it's just now that the, the irony is being seen by everyone who is not them. Everyone who is not them is seeing that they're going, oh, my God, suddenly it's a problem because they're in my backyard. Because so much stuff is great as long as it's not my backyard. Hey, nuclear power, it's great for the planet. It's a safe and effective form of producing electricity. Let's have all the nuclear we can get as long as it's not my backyard. We need more oil drilling because... It's the only way to bring the price of gas down, as long as it's not in my backyard. We need more prisons, just not in my yard. We need a border wall, just not in my backyard. Well, actually, no, Martha's Vineyard, they do want it in their backyard. Suddenly, suddenly, secure borders mean something. Open borders is cool as long as they don't actually have to see it every day. And that's the point. Greg Abbott is trying to make. That's the point Ron DeSantis is making by shipping these illegals off to other places to where they, it actually has to be seen and dealt with in person. You have uh, Muriel Bowser, the Democrat mayor of D.C., trying to declare an emergency in D.C. to get more federal funding because I don't know what to do. Oh, my God. Again, call the Democrat mayor of Del Rio, Texas. I'm sure I'm sure you could listen to him because, number one, he's a Democrat. Number two, he's Hispanic. Or, I'm sorry, I, I don't think I can say that anymore. He's Latinx. But let's use all the new buzzwords, all the new, the new great things. He's Latinx that only like 1% of Hispanic people prefer to be called by. Weird. (sighs) It's nuts. And Carrie Lake, she's running for governor in Arizona. She looks at this stuff the way I kind of hold to, and that is, um, yeah, how about instead of shipping people off, we actually work to secure the border? Granted, Arizona has way less border than the state of Texas. But that's not to say their immigration issues, their illegal alien issues aren't as bad. And so for Carrie Lake to say, okay, well, when I'm governor, I'm not going to pull these stunts. I'm going to work on the border. That's awesome. And I appreciate the fact that she's actually calling out her own side to make sure that, you know, they're taking care of what needs to be taken care of and not just engaging in political stunts. It's pure insanity. And I just, I've got four unrelated stories tonight and I just can't make a good segue into any of them. But you know what? Since since we want to look at it, I'm already talking about a crazy liberal hypocrisy. I forgot to grab it off the printer. Thank goodness it's only right there. Um, yeah, yeah. We talk so much about you know on the left now. Oh, colonialism is bad. The slavers are bad. The founding fathers are awful because they're they believe in slavery. Man, we get all that all the time. You know, sixteen nineteen project. This country was founded on slavery, and we're evil. Okay. Cool, whatever. Um, well, Hollywood is uh, releasing a movie that uh, seems to be a little problematic. They they have it. There's a new movie coming out called The Woman King. If you've not seen trailers for it, I'm not going to play the trailer on this. Um, but basically, it has Viola Davis as a woman general 
And it makes it sound like these are just strong black African women who are trying so hard to defend their kingdom against those evil, evil, evil European slavers and invading militaries from uh, other African nations. Oh my gosh, it's so awful. Um, and it's obviously pandering to women and African Americans because, you know, it's, it's what Hollywood does. They love to pander instead of making quality movies. But then again, the movie has been well received. I have not seen it. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes is giving it a 93% amongst film critics and a 99% among the audience. Um, this is where it starts getting a little off the rails. Um, again, this is from a blogger, a one Don Serber. I don't know anything about him. I'm just found this uh, article that he wrote and caught my eye. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes says, The Woman King is the remarkable story of Agoji, the all-woman or the all-female unit. Yeah, they, they can't even say all-woman unit. The all-female unit, because we don't know how they identified. They could have identified as men, so we're going to say all-female. The all-female unit of warriors who protected the African kingdom of Dahomey in the 1800s with skills and a fierceness unlike anything the world has ever seen. Inspired by true events, The Woman King follows an emotionally epic journey of General Naniska, played by Viola Davis, as she trains the next generation recruits and raises them for battle against an enemy determined to destroy their way of life. Some things are worth fighting for, 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 for. Uh, the problem with the movie, though, is um, they kind of... Uh, get ruling from the refs over here. Yeah, can I say? Yeah, yeah. Can I say that word? I'm good. Okay. All right. My censors have said I'm allowed to say it. They are literally whitewashing African history because it turns out it's kind of problematic. You see. Remember way back in 2020, I know it was so long ago and we've had COVID and lockdowns and the riots and the, the, the insurrection that nearly destroyed democracy. All this happened. But remember when members of Congress, including Nancy Pelosi, the Congressional Black Caucus, they all went to the Capitol Rotunda and they, they took a knee while wearing Ashanti uh, colors and, you know, scarves. Remember that? I remember that. I didn't think Nancy would ever stand up again. Just She was down there on her knees, she, the vodka coursing through her system. I thought she'd start to stand up and just right over. But I digress. Yeah, the Ashanti tribe, the Ashanti nation, the Ashanti people, much like Dahomey, they were slavers too. They caught their fellow Africans and sold them to white Europeans or to Arab slavers who came who came from the Mediterranean. That was an easy way to deal with the rivals. Just literally ship them off. Give them to to someone's like, ah, yeah, the enemy of my enemy is my still my enemy. But yeah, Hollywood, they they're whitewashing the story to the point where even uh Nicole Hannah Jones, again, 1619 Project, that crazy lady. She has come out and she has slammed this movie for whitewashing history by ah, you're you're leaving out pardon me. You're leaving out that the Dahomey would 
take their captives from other people they were warring with, and when Europeans showed up, would sell them to the Europeans. Or they would keep them as slaves themselves. Or sell them to other other tribes that they and other you know African nations that you know they were somewhat aligned with. Hey uh I got a bunch of slaves and you got a bunch of uh, resources that I can use. I'm going to send these up here. Yeah, you send the resources my way. We good? Capiche? Hey, we gone. It, it's ridiculous. And that Hollywood would just be like, oh, we're going, we'll have the fight and the slavers because, you know, they really didn't do that until later on. Man. It has been a long stinking day. For those of you who don't follow along, I do have a day job and many Saturdays I work. So I've been up since like 4.30 this morning. I had dogs keeping me awake all night. So But yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, the Hollywood would just, you know, the left is so big on, you know, this revisionist history garbage where America is the bad guys. Europe is the bad guys. Because, oh, they came in and took all these plans, man. They just went and told me to Well, okay. One of these arguments I love to have with, you know, the white people, they stole the lands of the indigenous people. Like, really? Huh. So, riddle me this. The Plains Indians, the Sioux, which they don't even like the name Sue because Sue is French. And those damn frogs, they just ruin everything. So the Lakota and the, was it, the Blackfoot? I don't remember the, uh, the other Sioux nations. You think they've just always been there? Is it A? Hey, we're the Sioux. We're here. We're in South Dakota. This is our land. We love it here. We've always been here. No, they haven't always been there. In fact, even as late as the 1700s, the Sioux were massacring Comanche and other Plains tribes that extended as far north as the Dakotas because They wanted, wait for it, wait for it, the resources available, i.e. the bison. So, human history is highly, highly complicated and will always be problematic, always. The United States of America has not been the greatest country in the world. I mean... Andrew Jackson with the Trail of Tears and as a reserve general or a militia general, he literally invaded and conquered Florida and seized it from Spain quite illegally. Now, that's not to say the Spanish weren't doing awful things to the Seminole and the other you know, and the other tribes that lived in Florida. And I'm not, I'm not giving them a pass. But we've done horrible things. And I think as Americans, it's important that we acknowledge the bad things that we have done as a nation. It's also critically important that we actually learn from the bad things that we have done what did we do? Because if you look at like the early progressive movement in the country, oh my God, redlining, uh, the KKK, all this stuff, the progressive movement, the the leftist movement in America, they they ignore all the stuff they did. Uh, literal genocide from the progressive movement is called Planned Parenthood. That was the goal of Margaret Sanger was to kill all the black babies and the brown babies and and the the idiot babies. Her words. Yep, 
the mentally and physically handicapped uh, go to Ireland long before this guy Hitler came about, probably about the same time uh, World War One was kicking off, George Bernard Shaw is quoted, and it's actually documented. There is old, uh, old video footage, actual you know film footage of him advocating that uh, there needs to be a board that once you start becoming a useless eater, you're not contributing to society and only taking. You should go before this board and justify your existence. And if you cannot justify your existence, well, we should have a a gentlemanly gas. But, you know, the progressive movement was all good. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. All right, so getting back into things. Oh, wow. As I said, this week has been so full of craziness. Um, one of the big things has been getting pushed uh, really by the left and Republicans who really don't seem to care how their base votes, what their base expects them to actually do do when serving in Congress and in the Senate. So, in that vein, there's been a lot of talk about codifying same-sex marriage. Now, we know, again, going back to the history of the left and the progressive movement, the whole idea of state-sanctioned marriage is a progressive idea. The idea that, well, really, it's also a very racist idea because in order to secure a license from the state, you had, you know, to prove that, you know, didn't have any crazy diseases that are going to get passed along, had to do a blood test and... um. Basically, you couldn't be white wanting to marry someone who was black. That's really what it came down to. Oh, yeah, yeah, the black people want to get married. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, yeah, looky there, the whiteies, they want to get married. That's cool, too. Whoa, 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 hey, 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 hey. Who are you, the white guy with the black lady? What's this over here? A black lady with a black guy with a white lady. What's going on here? We can't have that. That's all it was. It was a way to control the populace to make sure certain the right people were marrying the right people. You know what I'm saying? You can't have the, you can't have the, the races mixing like that because yeah, we can't have the graying of society. If you know what I mean? So the whole idea that the state has to sanction marriage, it also really, really came to the forefront with the arrival of the IRS. Yes, because, well, anyone could say they're married and 
you know, collect benefits and get tax breaks. But see, we need you to have a certified document from your state government that acknowledges that the state has approved this marriage so, you know, you can get these other benefits. Woo! The George Dickel is a little, a little spicy tonight. I like it. But, so now you have, you know, with Obergefell happening and, which even before Obergefell, you had states, you know, engaging in their 10th Amendment rights to say, hey, we recognize these two men or these two women as being married and issuing licenses. Then Obergefell happened. And suddenly what was, you know, a state's right issue was pulled out of the 10th Amendment and through, you know, judicial fiat was declared a right. And this is one of the things that in uh, Clarence Thomas's uh, consenting opinion on uh, the Dobbs case we should go back every so often and look at some of these cases that seem to establish rights that did not yet exist, such as Obergefell, such as the birth control ruling. Now, these are things that, you know, we as a sober-minded court should look at from time to time because if... What's being ruled on is not in line with the Constitution, what the ruling says. Then it should be overturned. Uh, Again, going back to Dobbs, when it was overturned, oh, my God, 50 years of precedent has been overturned. Oh, precedent. Well, here's the thing. Oh, purveyor of precedent. Should Brown versus Board of Education be overturned because it upset and it went against the precedent of Plessy versus Ferguson, where separate but equal is fine and well within the bounds of the Constitution? I mean, precedent is so important, am I right? Keep in mind, Korematsu has never been overturned. So if the federal government wanted to declare that we are going to take all the MAGA Republicans, take them from their homes, deprive them of their liberties and their and their property, and put them into concentration internment camps, we don't want to use crazy language, internment camps, we are well within our rights per the Korematsu decision. I mean... Just because a precedent has been set does not mean you have to follow it. Well, like I said, the Senate and the House, they were looking at having a uh, a same-sex marriage bill. Well, it got tabled. Uh, Senate backers of a bill to ensure federal recognition of same-sex marriages abruptly delayed a vote on the legislation till after the midterms. Uh, aiming to lessen the partisan heat and ensure enough Republican support for passage. Yeah, because they they can't meet the 60 votes because they've they've already used their reconciliation to get their 50-plus-1 bill for the year. Democratic Senator Tammy Baldwin of Wisconsin, the bill's other sponsor, said Majority Leader Chuck Schumer granted them additional time on the bill after some Republicans balked at publicly endorsing it because they don't want to get run out of the Senate. And some of the, I mean, granted, some of them are who would be supporting it are either lost their primaries or they're retiring, Roy Blunt, and therefore they, they can vote however the hell they want without any actual consequences. I'll vote you out of office. Ha! Joke's on you. I got primaried. You can't do nothing now. 
It's ridiculous. And if they want to establish a right, we have this process. It's called the amendment process. They would crack open their constitutions. They would look and see that there is a way for them to do it without just going, yeah, yeah, we uh, we passed a law. You have to recognize it. Okay, if you want to be a right, establish through the amendment process that the United States government recognizes the inherent right of individuals to marry whom they choose. As long as they're not pedophiles trying to marry 12-year-olds. But, like I said, it exists. I mean, when they pat, which, by the way, today is Constitution Day. If you didn't know, today is the day that the, uh, Constitution was agreed upon by the Continental Congress and was sent forth to be ratified. I mean, there's a reason why we have the Ten Amendments, because Amendments 1 through 8 are our rights. And even then, they are not fully enumerated. They didn't sit down and specifically say, well, you have the right to this, you have the right to that, you have the right. It literally is, all right, here are the things that the government absolutely cannot interfere with because you know, they're a charter of negative liberties. So now we have uh, the whole idea of establishing rights via legislation and not, Confirming rights via the amendment process. We are confident that when our that when our legislation comes to the Senate floor for a vote, we will have bipartisan support to pass the bill. Bill sponsors, including GOP senators Susan Collins of Maine and Rob Portman of Ohio, said Thursday in a statement. All Senate Democrats support the bill, but would still need at least. 10 GOP votes to get to the 60 need to advance under Senate rules. Postponing action may make it easier to get that support by letting Republicans avoid taking a hard stand that risks turning off either their core conservative base or more moderate independents until after voters cast their ballots in November. It's political gamesmanship. Senator Roy Blunt, a retiring senior Republican from Missouri who is undecided on the bill, said he suggested delaying the vote so it doesn't look like a political ploy. Roy. Roy. Delaying the vote is a political ploy. That way, you can find out who is going to replace you. And therefore, if the vote gets held after January 6th or January 5th, whatever day it is that the Senate gets sworn in, you can go, hey, you know what? I can leave this for uh, Anheuser-Busch girl because she's, you know, she's a Democrat. She's going to vote for it anyways. Or you can be like, you know what? I'm going to spike the tree on Eric Schmidt because, you know, someone who's actually conservative, wanting to stand on conservative values, has no place in the establishment. Oh, man. Uh, senators who finished work for the week early on Thursday afternoon are also running short on time. Next week, Senate could take up a must-pass must stopgap legislation. Like I said earlier, I can't always read. A must-pass stopgap legislation to keep government running past September 30th, end of the fiscal year. And, yeah, it's... They're also trying to uh, work on getting an amendment that would protect religious liberties because, as we all know, them churches, 
Them horrible, horrible churches. All they ever do is preach against the gays. They hate the gays. Why they hate the gays? The gays so much. Anyways, a Baldwin concept began circulating the amendment designed to protect the religious liberties of churches and other institutions that oppose gay marriages. One of the central issues raised by some Republicans who were viewed as potential supporters, but some of them, including Joni Ernst of Iowa, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, Mittens of Utah, uh, Capito of West Virginia, said Thursday that they hadn't had a chance to review the text and make up their minds. Oh, they're trying to pass the buck. The delay is good news, Romney said. There are a number of people working on religious liberty provisions, myself included. Those have been included, and so I think there's a growing recognition that there's real effort to try and get something to become law. It's it's all a ploy because from the minute Obergefell passed, if you noticed the rhetoric, it suddenly went from being the LGB, LGB movement, LGBTQ movement. Well, now it's the LGBTQ. That's the LGBTQ. LGBTQQIA2 plus ad infinitum. They just keep adding to it. And now they're trying to get the whole um, minor attracted persons added to it. No. I'm sorry. Wanting to have sex with children is not something that I will stand for. And I will gladly stand against it to the point Maybe even um, if I have to meet violence to protect children, I have to meet violence to protect children. That's all there is to it. But it, it's really gotten so insane. Um, and you see the way that it's being pushed, the whole, well, it's not like I was born this way. No, you weren't. You were not born as a girl, even though you have, you know, the brain of a boy. You were born as a girl because that's what you are. That's what your genetics say you are. You are designed to carry a child that makes you a girl, that makes you a woman. You weren't born a woman trapped in a man's body, you are a man. You have the the materials between your legs to be able to impregnate a woman. By impregnating a woman, you carry on the species. With all the talk about, oh, well, this is all... Evolution, don't you believe in evolution? Science. Yes. Yes. Okay. If you have evolved to be a man who thinks he's a woman and therefore live the rest of your life as a woman and remove your genitalia so that you cannot procreate, then you, according to your love, your love of Darwin, you have done the human race a great favor. If you are a woman who wants to be a man and you have a radical hysterectomy because you don't want to have those parts, you want to have an artificial penis created because I'm I'm a man, damn it. I deserve my male privilege too. Guess what? You're not reproducing. And then, according to your love of Darwin... You're doing the human race a great favor by not procreating. Because so much of of what seems to be going on with the trans community seems to be less organic. Where, you know, a person legitimately feels that, you know, this issue is what it is. They legitimately feel and always have felt, I am a man trapped in a woman's body and vice versa. So much more, especially amongst teenagers, especially girls, it seems to be a social 
contagion. It spreads like the freaking plague. You know, you hear stories about, you know, one girl comes in and says, I am now Steve. You will refer to me as Steve. From here on, my pronouns are they, her. Wait, I I thought you were Steve. Why, why, why the they, her pronouns? Are you judging me? Oh, my God, you can't judge me. It, it, it just goes on and on. It's, but you'll have that first student. Then you'll end up with a second student. Then a couple more. Then a handful more. And it just kind of grows. I'm not going to say exponentially, but the the idea. And then you have teachers who, I get it, you want to protect students. You want to make sure students are safe. You want to make sure they're taken care of, whether physically, whether emotionally. But when you look at a student who's, going through bouts of depression and everything else, and suddenly they have a huge personality shift. That's a red flag. Sure, the personality shift might be saying, oh, well, you know, look, I'm no longer a, I'm no longer a guy. Now I'm Carol. I'm no longer Calvin. I'm Carol. Like, dude, yesterday I thought you were going to be one of my, uh, start being one of my, uh, barcode friends, the way you were eyeballing that razor and making cutting motions on your arm. Oh, well, yeah, now that, now that, that was when I was Calvin. Now I'm Carol, and now I'm, I'm better. I have my mental health to me now. No, you don't. Let, live your life, dude. Have a chance to realize that, you know, maybe there's some other issues going on besides thinking you're Carol. Like I said, with girls especially, it spreads. There has been enough study on it, and the psychiatrists and the psychologists who've actually done the work on it, they get excoriated by their peers because, oh, uh, because I look at the numbers that show that girls who transition to boys commit suicide at the same rate as girls who do not, or let me phrase this, girls who transition to boys still commit suicide at the same rate as girls who identify as trans but have not transitioned, which is still a higher rate than the general population. So if we care about children, if we care about, you know, protecting our young men and women, maybe instead of just jumping on the bandwagon whenever they say, hey, I'm identifying as a cougar now. Well, you're not really a, you're not really a danger kitty, so I don't know why you're identifying that way. Here, let's go talk. Let's go see what's going on and get people to actually care about students. I love my wife. My wife, she, she works with special education students and she has students have so many issues. And when they start sharing stuff that is obviously not true, stuff that's made up and stuff they're obviously having issues with, she doesn't enable it. She has a student who is literally pregnant and my wife is not shaming her for being pregnant as a teenager. My wife's not encouraging the student to continue the same behaviors that led to pregnancy, but you know what she is doing? She's caring for that student. She has so much stuff that it's like, Oh, I need to go get this to her when I get go to work on Monday it's stuff for the baby because you know they say people want to say all the time well, you, you're going to do you going to help take care of the babies yeah that's what we're trying to do and we we don't have room to raise a baby but you know what if she wants to be the mother of that child she wants to do a damn good job raising that child 
as a mentor to her students and as a person who supports his wife, we're going to do everything we can to make sure she has the help she needs. Because that's what being a good person is all about. Forget Christian. Forget being a good Christian. Forget being a good Jew, being a good Muslim. That's what being a good person is about. Is making sure that those who need the help, those who need the assistance, they can get it. And if we drop money on pacifiers and bottles and other stuff for this girl to make sure she has what she needs to raise her baby, we'll help because that's what we do. All right, so wrapping it up for the week. Thank you so very much for tuning in live. Victor over there in the live chat, your first time being here. Thanks for dropping in and watching along. It has been great hanging out with you. Hey, so same thing I do every week. I do the same four things. Number one, please hit the subscribe button. Number two, rate it. Five stars. Five stars. I know I got a really dirty hand if you're watching this on Twitch. Figuring out which way my camera goes because it's mirrored. Um, so rate it five stars. I'll accept four. Three and below, we need to have us conversation. Hit me up at fake Tyler Morgan on the Twitters. DM me. We'll, we'll talk about why you don't think I deserve more than three stars. Once you have rated, please write a review. Say something nice. Embellish a little. Don't get carried away. Don't write some crazy novel. And finally, share this episode. Send it to someone who you think you will, who will like the show. Send it to someone who you think will hate the show. I really don't care. Just whatever helps get people listening. Thanks so very much. Uh, if you would like to support the show, please remember that I am on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Tyler Morgan Show. Check it out. Um, I've got like Four bonus episodes there. And coming up at the uh, the beginning of October, I will be doing an interview with good friend of the show, Mr. John Andrasik of Five for Fighting. And uh, we're going to talk about the, the one-year anniversary video that he made for Blood on, Blood on My Hands where he had just inserts uh, headlines from one year after the fall of Afghanistan. Uh, Talked to him about uh, his work with Save Our Allies, going over to Ukraine and doing the music video for If if One Man Can Change the World, I think is the name of it. it we'll talk a lot. Um, so, yeah, we're going to have him. If you are a Patreon subscriber, if you're paying that minimum, minimum $5 a month, you will get early access to the interview, once I have it all edited together, I'll put it up there for about a week so you can listen to it ahead of everyone else because you're awesome. Um, again, thank you so very much. If you want to do a direct donation to the show, uh, go to coffee, ko-fi.com slash Tyler Morgan Show, and there you can donate the price of a cup of coffee. You can do a monthly donation, whatever. Anyway, all the money that comes in, whether it's Patreon, PayPal, uh, which you can still get the link to PayPal over at uh, RelentlessStaring.com. They're on the they're on the homepage. Scroll down to the bottom. You will see the link to donate via coffee or PayPal. Either way, go with those. Um, oh, my train of thought just derailed. More, maybe maybe I just need to lube the tracks with more whiskey. But all the money that comes in, regardless of how you donate or, you know, buying merch, staring.com slash shop, um, that all goes to paying bills, hosting fees, stuff like that, keeping the website up and running, buying equipment. So, again, through your donations, you become part of the show and help keep everything going. And I cannot thank you enough to everyone who has supported in the past. And just why go ahead and extend a... Uh, a preemptive thank you to those of you who are who will support in the future. So again, thank you so very much for listening. And as always, stay relentless. Mm-hmm.
Tyler Morgan Show is a relentless, daring media production. The Tyler Morgan Show is supported by its listeners. To support the show, go to ko-fi.com slash Tyler Morgan Show to donate there or relentlessdaring.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page to set up your donation. All music used in the Tyler Morgan Show is used with permission from purpleplanet.com. Link in the show notes. 2 Timothy 1, 7. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 